God, as we look at this passage, Lord, let us be people of faith. Lord, let us not walk by sight, but walk by faith. Let this word speak to us today, Lord, and show us your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, typically, I don't want to pick on, uh, on preachers on this, but typically... What a preacher does is acknowledge the Samaritan who returned to give thanks to Jesus and kicks the 99 to the side who didn't and says, go out and be the one that's different, not like the nine. But I want us to look a little bit deeper into this one story that Jesus told. And there's something deep here I want us to make sure we understand. Here we're going to meet 10 men who had contracted in that day a disease unlike anything else they had ever contacted. Okay? The physical ramifications of leprosy are really awful to consider. They had no way of interacting with anyone that did not already have leprosy. Once they were diagnosed with something that said this is the start of leprosy, they were immediately taken away and quarantined. That's the only way they had to deal with leprosy. They had no medicine to, to cure it with. So what leprosy did, it was sort of like a, and I'm way out of my of, of knowledge on this, but I'm told it's like a bacteria of sort of like on the, the realm of tuberculosis, but it causes unique things. It causes the the flesh to, to develop sores that, that will not heal. Once you have, you nurses in here know that once you have a sore that won't heal, you, you get opened up to all sorts of other things, other kind of infections. So I made a bullet list here of what I found. It says it causes the pigment in the skin change. Again, sores that won't heal leaves the body, the body very vulnerable to severe and sometimes fatal infections. They say that it's a loss of sen a sensation in the nerve endings. And, and some have, have uh, said that it might take up to maybe 30 years for this thing, if you live through it, to run its course. All the while you're really wreaking this damage to your body. And, and that's not to even account for the emotional process. These people could have been any time in their life. They could have been a young person. They could have been a married person. They could have been a grand, you know, a grandmother, grandfather person. They could have or could have been a child. Leprosy had no, like, age limit. It could happen to anyone. So the leopard, once he was diagnosed with leprosy, was never able to be around anybody but other leopards until it had either run its course and he was healed, uh, somewhere they said up to 30 years later, or he died from some complication. Now this is not, this is even worse, and I'm going to just touch and jump off. They had flesh, y'all, that was literally rotting on their bodies. So they had to be put, they had to put up with the stench of their own bodies 
the whole time. What a, what a terrible mental place they had to be in. Anytime, any, they, they, and they got, some of them, if you know anything about the way what things happened in the Bible, there's times when people would have to pick up a leopard, another leopard would have to pick one up and set him down because he was he had lost so much um, apathy or, or muscle, whatever, in his legs that he couldn't even walk anymore. So it was very debilitating disease. So they were required by law to, again, quarantine themselves with other leopards, never have any more interactions while they had leprosy, and if anybody come clear or come close, they start yelling, unclean, unclean. That's how they dealt with leprosy in that day. Human contact with somebody without it was non-existent because they were that serious about the detriment of it and trying their best to get rid of it. That's the, the, the process they, they developed for leprosy. So leprosy was terrible in that day. And there were these 10 men that had it in this group. They had to have heard something about Jesus. Had to have. Because the Bible says when they saw him coming, they hollered out to him. They didn't holler out necessarily unclean. They hollered, Jesus, forgive us, heal us. Somehow they identified Jesus. I've heard stories about him. I don't know exactly how it is, but they said, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. They shouted at the distance. Now, Jesus, the mercy of Jesus, think about this. It rose to the compassion of Jesus when you heard the cry, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus had compassion on them, and he told them to rise up and go show themselves to the priest. Now, the priest had lots of functions in that day. He, he might have been what we would consider a worship leader today, but he was also the health inspector. So he had to get by the priest to announce that they were clean. He had to get by the priest. So Jesus told him to get up and go find the priest and show themselves to the, to the priest. Everybody knew it, and that's what they had to do. So again, if a person was stricken with leprosy, they were if they somehow it, it ran its course within like the 30 years or whatever, and they became better, then they were to be cleared literally by the Pharisees. So the Pharisees were like the health inspectors of the day as well. But Jesus didn't say now. Now this is we're going to read it again, but think about what this. Ver, what these verses said. Jesus didn't say, you're healed, go show yourselves to the priest, did he? He said, rise up and go to the priest and show yourselves to them. Go show yourselves to the priest. He did not say, and we'll read it again, that you are healed. And all ten of the leopards mustered themselves up to some form of going, whatever that meant, crawling, 
walking water behind them a priest. Well, we know what happened. As they walked, or as they crawled, however they were moseying towards the priest, instantaneously they became healed. Instant. Bible doesn't say, but it's like one step not healed, the other step healed. It's like that. Because how else could they look down and see? Now, did they see that guy had like, The Bible doesn't say they were on their way to being healed. In other words, all their wounds come together and they're, they're looking good. They've got that pink look to them. They're going to be all right. No, they're healed. It's like it was never there. Make sure we understand that. And, wh and why was that miracle so? They trusted Jesus' words. So many of us, when I say us, I'm in a big term, I'm in small term, I'm talking about us, and I'm talking about us as Christians. We tend to do this with a blessing from God. That we'll put conditions on it. God, if you'll get me a job that pays X amount of money, I'll start tithing. Right? That's conditional. That's conditional. Well, the Bible just says tithe of what you have. Think about it. Abraham, when he left, said Abraham was from the land of Ur. And God said, I'm going to show you a land that you've never been to. There's not a road map. GPS has never seen it. Google doesn't know where it's at yet. It's somewhere out here. Start walking. And he walked. He didn't say, God... Uh, Give me a vision of the land. Lord, show me. No, he said, go. And Abraham went. Does anybody recollect how long it took Noah to build that boat? It was over a hundred years. Is that not faith? It had not ever rained. Noah didn't say, once the rain starts, I'll start building the boat. God told Noah to build a boat, told him how to build it. Noah got up, built the boat. That's faith. That's faith. I want us to understand that is true faith. Not, God, you know, I've, I've got to, I've, I've really got to do better, but that condition that we put on God a lot. God doesn't say, you do this, once you get there, you can do this, because that's not really trusting God to do anything, is it? That's, I get my own self up. Like if, the, if all the lepers had just stood there and said, we can't go yet, God, we're not healed. That's not faith, is it? Think about it, that's not faith. We tend to have faith outside or on the backside of what we perceive as faith, what we perceive as something God did for us. And a lot of times on the things that we just sort of gloss over, we sort of seem almost in America like we're entitled to them, the blessings of life. You know, still, as, as upside down as we are in America, people are still 
dying to come to America because we have it better than they do where they're at. And, and we tend to get a little upset if we don't have a full belly when we go to bed or, we, or maybe we didn't have the, we had forgot the whipped cream on the, on the, on the pie or something and we, and we were sort of just I bent out of shape about that when we don't take into account the blessings of just opening your eyes of the day the blessings of a, of a vehicle cranking up where you could come to work or come to church, the blessings of the gas being in there, the, the blessings of it started, the blessings of you able to walk to the vehicle, the house, this building, the lights, the heat. Rise up and go show yourself to the priest. Their act of faith was in all those people that had leprosy, there's no telling where they were in life, what their level of what, you know, if they were grown with it. The Bible doesn't say, and, and leprosy wasn't a, a, a just a, like a, a sickness of old folks or just, it, was, it could have been anybody. And, and the whole gauntlet of the ten people could have been across the gauntlet of, of, of humanity, old, young men, women. But they all knew enough and believed and had faith, Jesus had mercy on us. Jesus says, go show yourselves to the Pharisees. They got up and went. They got up and went. They trusted Jesus' command. So this is really a lesson of faith. This story is a lesson of faith. I want us to, to pause real quick and think about this. What is it during this Thanksgiving week do we have to be thankful for? Mr. Bizzle kind of started it in with the introduction to his song. And I wonder, is there anything that we can lay not to the credit of God in our lives. Is there anything that we have that we want to say, no, I got that one because I worked hard, I put in some overtime, I saved my money. I got that. Has anybody got any of those? What's the problem with that? You were able to work over, you were able to save. It's all a blessing from God. So you cannot put God, put like a condition on a holy God. And we do that all the time. Lord, if you'll just do this, I'll do this. Lord, if you'll do... Now, there were many times that the prophets in the Old Testament, they didn't necessarily bargain with God, but they interacted with Him in such a way that we don't get that option nowadays. Because the just like... John the Baptist was considered the last prophet, and then you have the master Jesus himself, the prophet had come. All the prophets before him, no matter what they tell you, was for that time to show the glory of God and is not needed now, the glory Jesus has come. There's no more prophets that need to be. While I do things, I don't do things that are prophetic, I proclaim the word. So, 
a prayer would go like this in a normal family today. Lord, if you'll just solve this issue for me, whatever it is, if you'll do this, Lord, I'll start going to church more. We put conditions on God. Instead, God calls us to trust Him before the changes happen. That's where faith is. That's where faith is. So faith without works is dead. So if you say, I have faith, and God, if you do this, I'm going to do that, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, does it? God says, do we need to be doing? There's a lot of people in Bladen County, just for instance, who say they have faith, but their choices and their actions do not line up. I want us to be a people of faith. Jesus is not looking... Jesus isn't looking for a fake it till you can make it mentality. That's not what he's saying. That's what so many people that try to clean up their life themselves, they do. Well, I've got to fake it till I make it. You ever heard that story? Fake it till you make it. How did the leopards fake it till they made it? They didn't. God said, go show, Jesus said, go show yourselves to the, lep to the uh, priest. The leopards got up, they walked. The Bible says, as they walked, or as they went, they were healed. So Jesus wants us to trust Him. We have Thanksgiving in four days. It's, um, I always have mixed emotions about it. I'll, I'll be like Shauna next year. As long as we don't have a leap year, mine will be on Thanksgiving next year. And it rotates around ever so often. And, and while it's really good to have um, turkey on your birthday, um, it, it, anyway, it's, it always reminds me to be thankful for even my birthday. Because one day I won't need a birthday because I'll be in heaven. So that's what God's looking for. Someone, no matter what the circumstances is, if they see God saying to them, go or do whatever, then we just do. We just go. Wherever he says go. Don't, be, don't put God in, in, a, in a basket where we, we're bargaining with him. We say, you know, God, you got to do this. I, I really got to get this off my plate before I can do this. You know, we get... We get someone like, for instance, with um, something at church. Just, just for I blow it out. Just for something at church. Say it's a, say it's a Sunday school lesson, for instance. Say say you want to teach a lesson in discipleship training or something like that, and you'll say to God, you'll say, God, if you do this, if you take this away from me, or you make this easier to deal with, whatever whatever the condition is, I'll do this. We do that all the time. We do that all the time. So notice back in the Bible that the Bible tells us 
that as they went, as they went, whatever mechanism was for them to go, crawl, walk, whatever it was, they were healed. They were healed. All at once. All at once. Think about it. They were probably, as they were walking, they could smell the air again and smell something besides rotting flesh. They could see their wounds become whole, their limbs that had maybe rotted off for some reason back together again. Now, I don't know about you, but God has never done anything that powerful in my life. Can you imagine what they were thinking? They were probably on the verge of being mad with anticipation. And I'm not talking about mad, man. I'm talking about just crazy mad. Because they were ostracized. They were just around them other people. They might not even like them. You never know. They might have been arguing all the time. You don't know what they do. But anyway, they're not around their loved ones anymore. And all of a sudden now, as they walk, they look. And they know all they got to do is go find the priest and be pronounced clean and they could return to their family. You know good and well that of a lot of them, like say there was maybe a mother or a father with children, you know that those children or those parents would holler off, you know, your baby's growing up, you know, but you don't see him because you're in left. All of a sudden now you, you see yourself as holy and that... And that overflowing sense of I'm ready to go back and see what I've been missing all these years. And in all that, one person, the Bible tells us, turned around, came back walking plain, came all the way to Jesus, praising God as he went, fell on his face before Jesus. One. I want us to think about that real quick. They weren't told they were healed. They saw that they were healed. They were probably, in, in a good Bladen County term, they probably were beside themselves with joy because they were whole again. So they race off now that they're whole. They're no longer crawling or on a crutch or dragging a leg. They're all of a sudden running towards the priest. And one turns around and runs back to Jesus. Mm. Can you see him running back? His limbs are all together. No, there's no count. The Bible doesn't say how bad of a leopard that was. In other words, what progress had been made for that particular one. He's really nameless. It just said he had leprosy. So he could have had lots of things that didn't work that all of a sudden now worked. That were there. Might have been missing some toes. Kind of hard to walk when your toes ain't there because it messes with your balance. All his toes were there. He was running. And he fell on his face before Jesus. I think we should mimic what that leopard did. So what did he do? Let's track it for a moment. What that leopard did is he tracked his blessings to the source, Jesus. Jesus asked him a very pointed question. Were there not ten cleansed? 
where are the nine? He didn't do that to try to make that guy feel bad or that girl, that, that leopard feel bad. He didn't do it for that. He done it for an example. Common decency would have told you that all of them should have turned back, but only one did. But Jesus' question about the other nine pointed to something other than the leprosy. And it is the condition of their heart as well. It is the condition of their sin in their life. We tend, just as the nine, take our blessings and run with them. We don't go back to the giver of the blessing and say thank you. The talents we have, the ability we have, we take for granted we're entitled for it. Because how can I do what I do if I don't have what I have? Right? That's kind of the mentality. But the one said, I'm healed. Before I get clean, let me go back to the giver of my healing. He went back to Jesus. See, we've really grown accustomed to the way we live. wasn't minimized or ashamed with the other nine going that way, screaming and a hollering too probably. He turned around, Bible says, hollering praises to God, run up to Jesus and fell at his feet on his face. Verses 15 and 16 tells us that he returned with a loud voice, praising God. And he was the only one. Let that be an example to us. That with everyone that's having a woe is me day, be the one that amplifies praise to God for the goodness. The joy we should be shouting the joy of God at the top of our lungs. Because of the giver of light has sustained us. The one leopard was like this. He was going, I don't care who hears me. I don't care. I've got to go to a priest and get cleared. I am whole. And Jesus did it. I'm running to him to thank him. Jesus told him to go his way. That his faith has made him whole. 
no one, think about this, the one who understands, the Christian who understands the depths and the dangers from which they have been delivered from by the mercy of God should be the ones that sing his praises the loudest. Sing his praises the loudest. Think about it. Do you feel like you've been rescued from anything? Do you feel rescued? The psalmist, in an earlier psalm, Psalm 35, two verses, verses 27 and 28 of Psalms chapter 35 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prospering of his servants. And my tongue shall speak of the righteousness of of thy praise all day long. Let the, think about this, let the unfathomable depths of God's mercy in your life be the gauge for your praise and gratitude to Him. And let it be loud. We should be thanking God that He even loved us enough to come for us in Christ for the cross and for an empty tomb, for the gift of saving grace, for forgiveness of sin, and for a slate of all those who are saved and reconciled to him that is wiped clean. And only the name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So there are two words that really described what happened to the leopards, and we'll finish up. One of them is that the word healed which comes from a word used, they say medically in Jesus' day, meant mended, whole, or cured. That's what we see in verse 17. It emphasizes wellness, but also a, has it, says, it says it has a social dimension as well. It meant that they were free from the stigma of their leprosy. They meant they were free from the defilement that leprosy had brought to them ceremonially clean in that day because the priest would, would check them off as being able to go back to their families, totally cured. But there was more, one more word that Jesus said exclusively to that man. He said, rise up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. In other words, his faith had made him physically whole and spiritually whole as well because of his action. That word is actually called sozo in, in, in the Greek. And it means rescued from danger. Rescued from danger. The leper that returned was rescued from danger as well because he signified the gift from the giver and give him thanks for it. He come to a saving knowledge of grace of his perfect, his healed body came from Jesus, the God of life. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 that if we confess our mouth, Jesus is 
Lord, believe in our heart that God did raise him from the dead, that you will be saved. That's Romans 10, 8. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him, that's Jesus, from the dead. You will be saved. It's really that simple. So this was the word Jesus used for this man. He said, take him at his word. You are healed. Go, go see the... It says, Jesus, Lord Jesus, heal us. And he says, go show yourselves. And in the act of faith, they all ten got up. And the only one grateful one did come back. Falls on his face before the Lord. We see the gratitude in his worship that he foregoed his new life that he had just been given to God. And that's the essence really of saving faith is to give God glory. So I hope you understand a little bit about Luke 17 when Jesus heals the ten leopards. A little better than the way it's normally given because it is a story of true faith and true thankfulness. Do you have anything else you want to be thankful for? I pray today that you can articulate it to your family. If you don't want to do it here, that's fine. I understand that. But don't forget the giver of life, the one that saved your soul and got you up and brought you to church today loves you with an unconditional love that you did not earn. You never will be able to earn that love. It is a gift of God. And be thankful thereof because. Let's pray. Dear God, as we're here today, Lord, we, Lord, I pray that we're thankful. Lord, I pray that we pause and remember all the things that you have supplied for us as a church and for us as individuals. Lord, you're so good to us even today. Lord, we tend to get wound up in the circumstances around us, Lord, but we're, we're charged in your word, Lord, to be the light in this world that we live in, to be the light, to show others you, that they can come to a saving knowledge of grace before it's everlastingly too late. Lord, we love you and we thank you for it all. For it's in the precious name of Jesus, I pray. All God's people say it. Amen. Let's sing.